Hey guys, welcome back to another show on Magic Mike. Now, today in the virtual studio, we have Adriano. Welcome to my show, Adriano. Well, thank you very much for having me. So, Adriano, can you tell us more about your show? Okay, so um, for those who, who are unfamiliar with myself and my work, I'll just start off by talking about that a little bit before I get into the show. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm an educator here in, in Australia and I have been in education now for 26 plus years wow. uh, where, I, where I was uh, a deputy principal at uh, a number of independent and Catholic-based schools, secondary mm-hmm. schools here in Melbourne, Australia. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in 2020, Mm -hmm. Uh, when I was sitting around just contemplating my next move about where I was going to go and and in terms of travel, because I took took some time away from work, Mm -hmm. uh, I got a phone call from Dr. Phil Cummins, who happens to be the other host of the Game Changers podcast. Mm -hmm. He asked whether or not uh, I'd want to do a podcast. I said to him, as long as it's called Game Changers and as long as it's about having conversations with people who are actually changing the game of schooling. And uh, that's... When it started, so we've only we're only you know less than twelve months old, mm-hmm. and uh, we've amassed uh, I think over eighty different episodes, and we're just about to tick over one hundred thousand listeners. Nice. Um, and Phil, uh, sorry, Adriano, what kind of setup do you use now, and what was the setup that you used when you started off this podcast with Phil? Yeah, so when I first started, I was yeah. just simply uh, using my MacBook Air mm. and, and, and its uh, microphone, you know, built-in microphone, um, and I was using some wireless headphones mm-hmm. uh, at the time, and he and I would record over Zoom. Initially, we did it in person, but then, of course, COVID hit and that that became problematic. He then it was based in Sydney. I was based in Melbourne, and many of our guests are based across the entire globe. I think we've now had close to about, we've had guests from about 54 countries across the globe. So mm-hmm. uh, Zoom became the, the platform and then we recorded in that space. What we learned, of course, very quickly was how echoey uh, that was without mm-hmm. proper equipment and so on. So eventually uh, I invested in a microphone, uh, a podcast microphone, Blue. Right, the Blue Yetis. The Blue Yetis, and uh, that has been quite a transformation for it. I also mm-hmm. ensure that I don't use wireless headphones anymore, that I've got uh, headphones that are plugged in directly to the actual um, uh, microphone itself. Right. It's still, we, still, we still record our episodes via Zoom, but the mm-hmm. sound now is, is markedly different now that I've invested in that type of um, equipment. Gotcha. And why, why Zoom? Why do you choose um, Zoom as a recording software? Uh, well, that's a really good question. I don't think we even sat down to think about what we should use. It was mm. one of those things where we were working in a space that had pivoted to the Zoom platform for, for so much. And so much of our, our educational network was living in that space during you know the, the height of the pandemic. So it, we just continued to work in that space. It was it, it was instantaneous in terms of setting it up. Uh, you know, people didn't have to wait, didn't have to have, have logins for other software programs. So that's the platform we chose, uh, and we haven't probably second guessed that. Maybe we should. Gotcha. And where do you host your platform, your podcast? Yeah. So the RSS uh, it feed is on SoundCloud. SoundCloud. Gotcha. Um, so, Adriano. How do you, you know, as a podcaster, promotion plays a key part 
for mm-hmm. any podcasting uh, podcast in that sense. How do you promote your podcast? So we decided to go down the part of accessing uh, the phenomenon of social media mm. and, and really tapping into the strength of Twitter and Instagram. The reason right. why we chose those two particular platforms is uh, we felt that we could tell a visual story via mm. the Instagram platform and possibly even appeal to a younger demographic. But the decision to go with Twitter is is Twitter is a, is a social media platform that is heavily used by people in education, uh, particularly North Americans, Europeans, uh, and, and Australians. So uh, that that was a big part of our thinking about what what platform was. Plus, also, I had a pretty well established profile on Twitter, mm-hmm. uh, and less to let to a lesser degree on on Instagram. That was more of a personal profile than a professional one, and so we wanted to leverage that particular space. In fact, right now we get. Uh, on average, 150,000 impressions a month via wow. our Game Changers Twitter account. So the Twitter account is has actually proven to be really profitable. Mm-hmm. So every time we promote on that particular space, we're using imagery from SoundCloud, but then, of course, we're using direct links either to Apple Podcasts or SoundCloud or Spotify. We just mix it up every now and then. And uh, so people can can click through straight away through through that process. We also have created a section on our School for Tomorrow website. That's our primary parent business. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that has a platform that gets visited close to a thousand times a week at the moment, just that section of the website where people uh, tap in to go directly to our podcast. You actually had an idea like where your di- your audience are going to be and you actually sort of promoted on that platform. Like you knew they're going to be on Twitter and you just, let's double down on Twitter. Absolutely. I think it's really important for anyone that, that's thinking about uh, the stages of developing a podcast. Mm-hmm. Our philosophy is really simple. There, we, we look at it as, as um, five stars, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like, like a five-star rating type of philosophy. Yeah. Uh, and so our, our steps of how to create a podcast uh, in our context was the first star is about the planning. You know, what, what do you do around better understanding what the purpose of the podcast is, who are the people that are going to be producing it and hosting it and your entire production team? Then as well, who is the target audience? So that's the people. And then the third context is the practice. So what's it going to look like in terms of uh, how we're going to best articulate our practice mm-hmm. of our purpose and our people? And then finally, you know, the place, the platform. How long is it going to be? What's the style of the show going to be? Mm-hmm. What's the episode format going to be? just to kind of claim our space in that very competitive podcast market. And, of course, you know, we always like to have some type of call of action in, in our formatting. So that's just the planning stage. Once mm-hmm. we then get, once we've completed that, we then obviously move through a process of preparation. And in the preparation, we did a lot of the creative. So I, I have a skill in that area of design. So I was able to come up with um, uh, working with an ex-student of mine, actually, who came up with the original brand of Game Changers. Mm-hmm. And then I was able to use that, the work that they came up with and, and come up a whole series of social media um, posts and, uh, and artwork for the different episodes. Uh, once that, once all that was set, once we felt that that was the right look, the feel and the brand, then part of that next part of the preparation was exactly the sound and the equipment that was necessary. Mm-hmm. And then the extensive research that we did on our guests. We, we actually curate each of our shows well, well in advance of recording them, mm-hmm. where we center them around a particular theme. And then we start thinking about, okay, how can we ensure, first of all, 
how do we ensure diversity? So right. we ask the question, we, whose voices are being missed? And then we make sure that we don't miss them. Right. So we look at gender diversity, we look at orientation, we look at race, you know, we, we look at all range of things to make sure that we're, we're understanding that the, the inherent strength that diversity and inclusion can bring to any type of uh, podcast conversation. And predominantly the people that we curate are from the education world. We do also interview teen entrepreneurs. We do mm-hmm. also interview social entrepreneurs uh, and corporate disruptors, people who we feel that could give a good insight into leading school communities, even though they might not be in them, uh, and use their you know professional expertise uh, in in that space. And once once we've done the planning, the preparation, uh, uh, you know, we've we moved to the production side of things, where we obviously record mm-hmm. and edit. Uh, and our, our producer uh, Oliver Cummins he uses the um, Logic Pro software program on Apple. I think he's he's comfortable in using that space as opposed to an Audacity or GarageBand or even even Squadcast mm-hmm. because uh, he he produces his own music. He's actually the responsible for producing our opening jingle. Right. So I, I think that's a, a space that he's really comfortable in editing. Uh, and then the the last part, well, not the last part, the second last part is we just press play, you know, and mm-hmm. and we host we host the show. And then finally, we go to promoting it. And like I said, Twitter Twitter has been a, a really profitable space. I mean, we just launched a new episode yesterday uh, and I had a look at the Twitter analytics and within 24 hours, it's already at 6,000 impressions. Mm-hmm. So that's quite really, really profitable for our audience. And they've become accustomed to that space. Gotcha. And, you know, doing a podcast, there, there can be many challenges, right? It can be technical challenges. There can be challenges from the content side as well. As a podcast host, what has been your biggest challenge, Adriano? Yeah, I think so far uh, as the host, the, the biggest challenge has been wrestling with curating an entire series to mm. make sure that we have a lineup of guests that best encapsulate the theme that we're mm-hmm. aspiring to to uh, follow for that particular series, but also at the same time, not only about the strength of their expertise in that space, but also their appeal to an audience. You know, right, right, uh, right. it's really important that uh, our audience finds our guests accessible, and so the real challenge is then curating that. That takes quite some time to curate. We've got it. We've got a client associate that contacts. Uh, uh, these guests after I've made the initial inquiry with all of them, uh, where I where I point out to them in, in my correspondence uh, what the show is about, what that particular theme is about, why we want to talk to them. So we really break it down and personalize it. And then the next challenge, of course, is once we have curated the entire series, then we go into the artwork, we create all the artwork, we've locked everyone in. No one has ever pulled out once they've agreed to do it, which has been very, very fortunate for us. But then the, the heavy work comes into play where we do extensive research on each of our guests mm-hmm. and finding simply just finding the time to curate that and finding nuggets, you know, drilling down and research and finding nuggets about these people that some of these people have been interviewed 20, 30,000 times, you know, right, right, right. Um, and, and yes, they still have a relevance to our audience, but it's trying to find a different angle and so that we keep it fresh and relevant to our audience and for the guests. Mm. So then, so then, once we've developed that research, the other challenge then is curating questions 
that allows a guest to feel very comfortable in that space with us mm. in many ways to the point where they feel vulnerable enough mm. to be able to share really deep insights about their own growth, their own journey, their own challenges, their own strengths and so on. And I think that's that's the challenge. What's that sweet spot look like? How far can you push, you know, the line of questioning uh, before it becomes too personal? Uh, but but enough to, to tap into the psyche of the individual. That's what our audience really, really values. Now, let me, let me, let me ask you this question. If you have this one app, because, you know, this whole year, it's been all about, you know, how apps are coming out, helping podcasters and podcast hosts, podcasting industry in the general. If there's this magical app that solves your challenge. <laughs> is there one? Look, <laughs> if look if there is, if there is, what <laughs> well, would it look like? What would it be? Yeah, that's a really interesting question. I haven't really given that uh, an enormous amount of thought. I suppose I've fallen into this podcast world and we've done it a particular way that might not be, you know, um, the right way of doing it. I'm not sure, uh, but it's the way that has worked for us. So when it comes to an actual app itself, I've got to be honest, I haven't given that enormous amount of energy mm -hmm. or thought because the formula that we're using right now appears to be working really successfully for us and, mm -hmm. and, and it suits it suits our whole of working week. Right. Do you have do you have a recommendation? Can you repeat that again? Let me just get that again. Yeah. Do 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 you have a recommendation of an app? Um, no. Can you repeat that um, whole thing again? I just oh, want to. Yeah. So I haven't really given too much thought to a single app that would support the work that we do in the podcast space. Mm -hmm. We've just simply fallen into this podcast world and developed a particular practice of working uh, via Zoom and then editing via Logic Pro uh, and, and, then, and then using the strength of our network uh, and our broad educational network and leveraging those relationships to curate our guests through phone conversations, through emails, through LinkedIn messages, through Twitter DMs. Uh, so we use a variety of different ways then to connect with these people to, se to secure them for uh, the platform. And so that has worked for us quite successfully. Now, it might not be the right way to do things. Right, right. right. And, and, and there might be a, a one-stop solution to cater for <laughs> all of those particular needs. Yeah. Uh, and, and if you know of one, I'd be quite happy to hear about it. I wish I knew the answer for that as well. And that's that's why I'm doing Magic Mike. I mean, hopefully somebody's listening and they create it. Because what happens is like for different processes, you need different apps. Like uh, to book in a guest, you need one app. To interact with the guest, you need one app. So like, for example, I, I reached out to you through LinkedIn, right? And mm -hmm. then to book you, I, I, um, to book your time, I, I used, um, um, what is that? HubSpot in that sense. And I used like yes. Calendly, Google Calendar. So, as of now, I don't know if there's that one-stop app where it does everything, mm -hmm. where it's integrated with everything, but there are apps coming out. Um, in, in terms of like from the editing side, there are apps coming up, like Descript, for example. Descript is something, um, because I, I'm more of a technical person, so yes. Descript is something where it sort of like um, takes the whole transcription and it edits down all the um, audio and the words and it removes all the filler words and all that so that's pretty good in that sense and you can record you can do an overdub there's this feature called overdub 
where you can record over all these um, audio, uh, all this um, whatever audio that was recorded initially. So from the technical side, yes, but before that, I think there's still a huge gap. Yeah, sure. I, I suppose uh, in all seriousness, myself and, and my, my fellow host, Dr. Phil Cummins, we probably haven't given the technical side of things enormous amount of energy, hence why mm-hmm. we just hire a producer uh, uh, who, who does all of that for us. And when it comes to the guest curation, well, I do the guest curation initially. Mm. I, I'm the one, as I said earlier, makes the, the initial contact with him because I'm the one who has the relationship in the industry or, or the or the um, standing in education for them to, to mm-hmm. accept my call or, or respond to an email. And then we just simply hand over the logistics of, of securing a recording time via our our assistants uh, who, who we're very blessed to have because they work with our business and, mm. and Game Changers is only one element of our business. So it's actually, you have a, a, a mini team in that sense to produce a podcast, which actually helps yeah. um, with consistency, I would say. I would imagine that the more successful podcasts mm. that exist in the platform, the ones that get millions and millions of listens each week and, and also in terms of revenue dollars would have a substantial team around them from a from a booking the clients to the to the production side of team yeah, right. uh, to the marketing team and, and so on, the sales. They'd probably even have a team just curating advertising. <laughs> so we, we, we don't have that. We don't have, we're, we're not, Mm-mm. that's not our aspiration either. Uh, but we have a business called A School for Tomorrow and the podcast is almost our public education library that we use to to share with our members as well mm. as potential um, guests. Wonderful. Adriano, you know, it's been quite insightful, you know, this 20 minutes, I would say. Like, one thing I, I can, one key takeaway that I, I sort of like picked up was you, you interview guests and they may have been interviewed 20,000, 30,000 times. But the angle you got to come from, you know, that challenge that you said, you know, the, the angle that you have to share that, okay, I, I need to bring this story maybe out of them because this has been really heard, heard, heard from different podcasters, different mediums. You know, that's quite interesting. You know, so, well, yeah. one, of the ch- one of the key challenges, of course, is that often when I listen to podcasts that frustrate me, it's because they've taken the time to curate a guest. Right. And then they ask questions that appear to be just on the surface of scratching, you know, the knowledge mm-hmm. of that individual. And I think, well, if you've gone to the great lengths to, to come up with a series to come up with a, a guest lineup that best supports that theme in that series. You should honor your guest and honor your audience by doing it in a way where where you help them share the nuance of their work. Mm. Because you can read about their work anywhere, mm-hmm. right? And you can often hear about their work at conferences or read about them in books or see the, see their work online. But the whole idea of a podcast is to go deep. It's, it's, it's a 30 to 40 minute or 45 minute um, conversation that that where we're given permission into the life of another individual. So first of all, I think we should always respect that and respect their time and the fact that they've given us permission to do that. And then curate a series of questions that really gets to the heart of who that person is. So then an audience understands it's not just about the practice or the practical application of doing certain things, that there's a whole bit of thinking and genesis behind wh- how they got to that point in the first place. Mm-hmm. And then that, that becomes then often the work an individual will have to do in terms of their own reflection 
uh, and their own contemplation about their own uh, growth. And in our context, it's it's leading, you know, learning communities. So uh, the nuance of that is what we really try and really unpack all the challenges, all the strengths, the things they've overcome, the things that they'll never do again, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the power of trial and error, and also just the power of their individual courage. I think there's real strength in vulnerability, and we really want to tap into that. And that's what we try and do. Wonderful, Adriano. Now, before I, I wrap up the podcast, then mm-hmm. I ask this to all the guests that come on the show. What did you have for breakfast this morning? <laughs> I had, I think I had, I had, I had some um, French vanilla yogurt with some muesli. Nice. That's healthy. Yeah, I had to think for a second. It was definitely, <laughs> it was definitely uh, not not muesli, a gran- granola. Right. Okay. It's kind still, of muesli. Still, still healthy. That's yeah, wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. Adriano, <laughs> you know, it's been really great having you on the show, sharing your insights. Um, you know, from from the host side, you know, from the content side, you know, it it really needs. Um, there are challenges there. There are upsides there. You know, and and it was great, you know, having you share your story and. I hope you had a great time. I hope uh, the listeners had a great insightful listen as well. No worries. It was my pleasure. And once again, I really appreciate uh, uh, the opportunity to chat with you. And don't forget to listen to Game Changers. 